Well, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that. (laughs) It is what it is. All right. Well, our, our, uh, our issue with the computer has potentially been diagnosed. So hopefully we can get a correction for that. That way I don't have to run off my laptop battery, which typically makes it through the show, but not always. Uh, 606-6762, your reaction to Las Vegas. Uh, No doubt you are aware now, especially if you've been listening to this show, of the details. More than 50 dead, uh, more than 200 injured in a mass shooting incident. Um, Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? 606-6762, 606-6762, for those of you who may have had uh, friends or family uh, at that concert, more than 40,000 country music fans, there is a, a number uh, to call, 866-535-5654. In the 8 o'clock hour, by the way, we're going to attempt to bring things more local as there's a lot going on here in the Queen City that we need to pay attention to, and uh, we shall. We shall. 63, 64 year-old Stephen Paddock, P-A-D-D-O-C-K, identified as the shooter. Apparently, he had quite the arsenal in the hotel room on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Casino and Hotel. Overlooking the concert venue that he... Uh, Evidently did quite the superior job of shooting up. Social media jumping to conclusions uh, about motive. The politics have already started to fly. And the sane voice of Kimberly Morin saying, you know what? I'm not going to even think about discussing it until we know more about the guy who did the shooting. I think that's probably good advice, but you can't <laughs> you can't fill all this airtime uh, with saying nothing. So there are a number of uh, there are a number of things that we do have to take into consideration. The guy who shot up the Republicans on the baseball field was an angry white liberal, Bernie volunteer. Obviously, a believer in Bernie's rhetoric about Republicans and millionaires and billionaires destroying the country and oppressing the little people. He went to go shoot some of them up. Remember, before the shots rang out, asked two Republican congressmen who were actually leaving the field, are those Republicans or Democrats out there? Republicans. Okay, thank you very much. Bang, bang, bang. We know the rest. You know, I've always found it useful in my political career when I make a mistake to admit that I've made a mistake, to correct the mistake, and to repair whatever damage that mistake may have caused. Maybe it was the way I I was raised, or maybe it was just my observations of what does and does not work in any discussion, and that is uh, being right at the expense of getting it right is a bad idea. Pushing, you know, talking past, uh, you know, talking past each other doesn't resolve anything. 
and that uh, blame and fault typically don't rest in only one place. And that acceptance of responsibility for the things you, 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 you do wrong, get wrong, make a mistake about, um, goes a long way towards correcting the problem, both in the short and the long term. And, uh, you know, we here on the Drive at Large radio show over the years have had any number of guests and any number of ongoing segments where we get into some of these issues. And sometimes it feels like we're talking past each other. Sometimes the segments do a wonderful job facilitating a discussion and a, and a broader understanding of multiple points of view, and sometimes they don't, but we try. One of the things that I am really looking forward to is the interview we've got next week with Robert Ozzy. Is it next week or is it today? Is it this week? I got to look. I think it's the 10th. It is the 10th. We have a whole hour set aside on Tuesday the 10th with Robert Ozzy for a segment that he does called Ask a Muslim Anything. He's a Manchester native. He's taken this uh, this show of his, for lack of a better term, across the country. And it's something that Ava Castillo, our immigration segment anchor, has helped us arrange. She gave me his information. She saw him do a presentation in Manchester, and she thought it was fantastic. She was disappointed that there was no representative of the Manchester Mosque there. Given the discussion that's taken place around that institution, that organization, um, in the last month, month and a half. So we will continue to do what we can on this radio talk show to bring more voices to the air on these matters. I mean, how many years has Ava been on the air? Right? (laughs) We tried uh, a segment on race with Andrew uh, Smith, but... Ultimately, that one needed to come to an end because Andrew was not listening to any point. Andrew was not allowing for the validity of any point of view but his own. And that became that became painfully clear when one car buying experience, he said, uh, was racially tainted. Uh, somehow was evidence that every car buying experience he had ever had, buying any vehicle he had ever owned, was tainted by racial uh, prejudiced. And when we asked him how he could make that jump, he uh, he just, it all fell apart there. Remember that? Still one of the more mind-blowing things that we've ever had. But, you know, if you're going to get into a conversation about what's right and what's wrong, it probably isn't a good idea to dismiss out of hand um, how other people feel. All I wanted to know is, how could he make that leap? How is that one instance proof? That every instance was, in fact, that way. It seems to me that you look... There's a a saying, and that is, you know, in, in leadership training and things like that, there's a saying that you get what you measure. 
In other words, you'll eventually find what you're looking for. It's like Robert uh, Mueller, right? The special, the special prosecutor. They've found nothing. In fact, they've found more evidence that Obama and his people violated federal law by what they did to wiretap Trump and his people and unmask all of these folks. They found far more evidence of the corrupt abuse of power and violation of federal law by the Obama administration than they have the Trump administration, but they're still digging into Trump. They'll find something somewhere. And what they're doing to uh, uh, Paul Manafort and his family uh, and, and others, it, 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 the, the criminalization of political differences, the demonization of different ideas, and the insistence that diversity exists not in mind, not in um, point of view, not in thought, not in idea, but only in skin color and gender and race and ethnicity and all of the superficial things that you see and not in the things that you think or believe or reason are frankly they're destroying our ability as a community as a country to have a conversation on things that desperately need to be conversed about And if you read Rules for Radicals, you'll find out that this is no accident. This is the plan. You know, the demonization of our police started when the former occupant of the White House was still uh, measuring the drapes. And what happened? He said the Cambridge police acted, quote, stupidly. When one of its officers did not allow an unidentified black person into a home. All the black person who was apparently, was he a professor at, uh, at Harvard? You know, they, they, the cops got a call. Someone thought there was a breaking and entering taking place. So they show up. Guy refuses to cooperate, refuses to show ID, refuses to have any discussion, gets arrested for his uh, conduct with the police. Like the cops are supposed to know is his house when he doesn't provide any information about what is going on, why he's there. He lost his key, forgot it inside. No cooperation whatsoever. And Obama comes out and says the police acted stupidly for doing their job. Oh, of course, the theory is, oh, what, what, a black man can't have a nice house? I, I don't think that's why the, I don't think that's why the Cambridge police were there. But, uh, you know, I trace the current guide, glide path that this country has been on. You know, we're, we're on a, yeah, we're on a cruise and the captain of the ship is the tidy bowl man. I do. I trace it back to that that one incident. And from there, all of the evil against our police leading right up to these bogus protests or these po- uh, these NFL protests based on the bogus theory that police in America just wake up every day trying to figure out how they can do bad to black people. I tie it back to that. I tie it back to a commander in chief, to a president 
who as a community organizer was exceptional at sowing the seeds of discontent as a way of inciting anger, drawing it into the public realm and getting his way with it. Well, you know what? He did that to the country. We have been roiled ever since. And it's going to take patience, persistence, and peaceful power to weather this storm and hope that Americans will soon enough come to the conclusion that this is all much ado about somebody trying to profit off of profiling. And that's what's happening here. And they'll figure out that they've been had. The question is, does the left who have who has been incited, does it want to come to the conclusion that it's been misled and it needs to approach things in a different way if the country is truly to deal with people as Martin Luther King said we should by the content of their character and not the color of their skin? This is Gerard at Large. 